Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. It's so good to be with you guys. Greg handed me the mic and said, introduce yourself. It's almost like I'm part of the family or something. Furniture. If I was a piece of furniture, what would I be? Don't answer that. Because I can hear someone say, lazy boy. (laughs) Recline, take it easy. Praise God. You doing good? How you doing over this side? (laughs) Oh, there's people here. (laughs) It's good to see you. Good to be with you. Hey, I want to lean into something um, tonight that... On the surface, it's, it doesn't have a lot of necessary outworking of what we can do from it. So therefore, for a preacher, it might not be the sort of thing you lean into because sometimes you think it's going to be really tangible what you do from it. But I feel it's something that is just, Father's really started to highlight to me so, so much. And so I wonder if you just, Go with me on a little journey into the scripture and let's just enjoy God and enjoy the night and then leave enjoying God. Can we do that? Is, is, that, is that cool? And, and I do want to talk about destination father. Would you say that with me? Destination father. What does that mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. I, I, I mentioned this morning when I'm talking about faithfulness and fruitfulness, or keep on going. And I mentioned just in passing, and I didn't intend to go there, but um, Hebrews 12, remember verse 2, Hebrews 12, 2, fixing your eyes on Jesus, who for the what? Joy set before him. He was able to endure the cross. He was able to despise the shame. Is that what it says? This is his faithfulness, so I'm going to keep on going in these winter times, these difficult times, because of the joy set before me. And it says, he endured the cross, he despised the shame, and now he has sat down at the right hand of God. Is that what it says? The right hand of God. Who are we talking about here? The Father. Jesus talking about, I'm sat down at the right hand of the Father. Isn't that what the Bible says? He is now seated at the right hand of the Father. And I want to lean into this, and, and, and I wonder if, let's just go to Hebrews 12, and I just want to read verse 1 and 2. And uh, Hebrews 12, doesn't matter where you are in the world, comes straight after Hebrews 11. I know this this is... We're going deep straight up. And uh, it says, therefore, and as great Bible scholar, theologian Kevin Connor always said, whenever you see therefore in the Bible, you've got to ask what's it there for. And it's saying in light of what we've just been talking about, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. Without faith, you can't please God. Amen. But anyone who believes God... Uh, has faith in God, must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And you are a seeking people, aren't you? 
seeking after him is a wonderful thing to have tasted God and to keep on desiring more. It's a wonderful thing. And it says, now, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. Take this back in context with this morning, eh? Faithfulness. Come on, keep on going. Let's throw it off. Throw off everything that hinders and the sin. Notice that not everything that hinders is sin. These are two different things here. Some of the things that hinder, they're not things that are wrong. We've got to be careful that we don't allow good things to get in the way of God. Let's throw off anything that hinders. If it hinders me going deeper in my walk with God and my knowledge of God and my relationship with God, I've got to throw it off. Amen? Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Anyone found that in life? How many people have found that you don't have to sort of like go looking for trouble. Throw it off. That which so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance. Again, it sounds like this morning, doesn't it? Let us run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. And I only saw this just before I came to the meeting tonight. Let us run with perseverance. The race marked out. Part of this life is the race marked out. Are you with me? We're running a race right now. But every race has a destination, a finish line. And I just feel God just drawing this together even right now in my mind. He says, you're running in a race. And what did Paul say? Run in such a way as to win. Win the prize. Win the prize. No one runs in such a way as to get second place, third place, fourth place. You want to finish the race in first place as far as God ordains for you. But we want to finish it. But it says here, run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. You could easily conclude there, so the destination where the end of the race is Jesus. No, 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 no. While you're running your race, fix your eyes on Jesus. And I, and I, I believe with all my heart, it's not just on Him. I believe in context. It's, it's actually um, l- learn and watch how he did it, so you can do it. Because this whole context is about, come on, throw off those things that hinder, throw off the weights, throw off the sins. Come on, we've got to run with perseverance. Now, 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 it's, now what we're bringing into here, run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. And it's almost like um, the, the writer of Hebrews says, okay, that's what I'm, I'm exhorting you to do by the Spirit. Now, let me, let me remind you that Jesus did this too. Now, fix your eyes on him. Look at his example. How did he do it? He did it by looking at the joy set before him. He didn't keep his eyes on the here and now. This present suffering is nothing compared to what awaits us. Amen, amen, amen. And he says, so I want you to run. I want you to throw things off. Now, now, let me give you an example. It's not another disciple. It's Jesus. If you want to follow an example, it's not always the disciples. <laughs> Jesus is a better disciple. Example than some of the disciples can hear an amen to that. Uh, Some of the disciples, they left us pretty bad examples, things to avoid, as well as things to follow. But he says, no, fix your eyes on Jesus. Let me give you an example of how to do this. For the joy set before him. The destination, where what was in his mind. It wasn't just the step by step because that itself can sometimes get overwhelming. 
He kept his eyes on the destination, the prize, the, the finish line. And this is what I want to say to you. In the context, the prize, the finish line for Jesus was being at the right hand of the Father, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He despised the same. And now, now, the joy set before him, now he's sitting down with his Father. Now consider him. How did he do it? What was his, what was his goal? What was his destination? With the Father. Now you consider him, how he did it and where he kept his focus so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And I want to come and encourage us, and this is, I think it's just going to become clear as we lean into it. I just am gripped, I'm gripped, I'm gripped, I'm gripped that it is destination father. I'm talking about the eternal destination. I'm talking about the highest, the highest I don't even know the word I'm looking for. Thing in, in existence, in life, in eternity is being with Father. Can, can, can I lean into this and can I, can I push this a little bit? I feel, and I'm going to show you this from the word. It's not destination Jesus and it's not destination Holy Spirit. I, I, I'm, I'm just, don't stone me yet. I, I want to go through the word. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. Um, and I want to lean into it, and I think we're going to see this from the Word. It's also definitely not destination heaven or destination salvation. Do you know that Jesus and Holy Spirit, I am not diminishing them, but I want to actually quote you what Jesus himself said about this. They were doorways to the destination, which is Father. Heaven, salvation, are not the destination. People say the destination is heaven. Heaven just facilitates, in our mind, we've got to make sure we don't somehow package heaven into something we can fully comprehend. I think the greatest essence of presence is being with the Father forever. It, it facil- Salvation is not the goal. It's, sorry, it, it's, not the, it's not the destination, isn't it? It's a doorway into it. And this eternal life is, is Father, and it's definitely not destination results or transformation. It's destination Father. And interestingly, and we're going to meditate on one whole chapter in a moment, but I'm just setting this up and maybe some... We sang a song this morning, Jay, and one of the lines was our, um, our Father... You're the name we're lifting high. Yep, that one there. And that was one of the lines. And then there's another line, King Jesus, you're the name we lifted high. But but one of the lines, is it, our Father? You're the name we're lifting high. And and it just started to stir me further. Because how many people know that we talk about the name of Jesus? And we elevate the name of Jesus. And the Father himself says, I've given him the name above every name. Did he say that or not? Ephesians chapter 1, he seated him in heavenly places and gave him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. This is what Father has given him. But I'm just, that line in that song, our Father, you're the name. We're lifting high. And I remember the words of Jesus in Matthew 6 verse 9. 
in 10 where he says, this is how you pray. This is Jesus talking. This is how you pray. Our Father in heaven. You're not just down here. with you. We've got to make sure you're in the right place. In the eternal realm, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We've got to make sure we don't just honor the name of Jesus, not honor the name of the Father. That's what I want to bring to is, is that what the Lord's Prayer says? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your name. Your name. Our Father in heaven. And I, I even want to talk about destination. Father, I want to encourage us. Jesus withdraw, withdrew every day to spend time in prayer. Not to himself. He didn't pray to himself. And he didn't pray to the Holy Spirit. He prayed to the Father. I'm just, I just want to, I just want to stir something. I just want to stir something in us today. Does that mean that, oh, oh my gosh, all those prayers I prayed to Jesus. No, no, no. He's, he's, he's such a good God. He, he's a God of the heart. And I believe that we're meant to worship Jesus and honor Jesus and, and honor the Holy Spirit. But, but if I go to what Jesus actually said when he was teaching, he said, when you pray, pray to the Father in heaven. Jesus prayed to the Father. Uh, what I want to do here tonight is do, if I want to do one thing, I, wanna, I just want to, as we step through the scripture, and we're about to go to John chapter 14, just so you know, and we're going to literally read the whole thing, just slowly. I want you to see how much Jesus honored the Father. How much Jesus constantly honored the Father. But before I actually read it, and we're about to read it, I, I felt God recently to tell me to go to John 14. I started to read through. And uh, let, let me just give you the, in, in John 14, 15, 16, 17. Are you doing okay today? John 14, 15, 16, 17 is, is almost like the, um, the John version of Matthew 5, 6, and 7. What I mean by that is uh, a lot of the Gospels is made up of, uh, it comprises of stories of what Jesus did and, and what people were doing and the miracles and the travels and all that sort of stuff. But there's a couple times, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, which is an extended period where it was just Jesus downloading. And talking. Are you with, do you understand what I'm saying? And in the book of John, John 14, 15, 16, 17 is that same thing. The rest, a lot of the rest of John is, is, is all the stories and the parables and the, and, uh, and the miracles and the journeys and the travels. But in John 14, 15, 16, 17 is when Jesus is just downloading some things that are really important. And if you look at, um, in, in my Bible, and I'm saying this for a reason, and we're about to get into it. In John 14, the titles in John 14 is that I've got, you know, where it just comes up with little titles, and is Jesus comforts his disciples. Further down, it's Jesus the way to the Father. Further down, it says Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. Um, and that's what John 14 is about. Across in John 15, it's the vine and the branches. Anyone know this? 
all about Jesus, the vine, and where the branches were remaining in him, talking about Jesus there. And then it goes down and it talks about the world hates the disciples. How many people don't like that part of it? Um, and then it starts the work of the Holy Spirit and the whole Chapter 16 of John is all about the work of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? And then John 17, Jesus prays to be glorified. Jesus prays for his disciples. And then it is that Jesus prays for all believers. That is the context of John 14 and John 15, John 16, John 17. But as I was reading what I've just described in there about eternity, about the disciples, about the Holy Spirit, about Jesus being divine. I'll tell you what Father drew my attention to, and that is how many times Jesus spoke about the Father. In John 14, 15, 16, 17, which is 117 verses, in those four chapters. How many times do you think Jesus, when he's talking about him being the vine and the branches, when he's talking about the Holy Spirit, when he's, when, you know, it, the context is about him and who, who he is and who we are and the Holy Spirit coming. How many times do you think Jesus refers to the Father? You might say 30, 40. Some of you go, that's a bit high. In 117 verses, the Father is mentioned 108 times. It blew my mind because I was only meditating on chapter 14 and God just said, look at 15, 16, 17. And it's like, now look, just read it through. Look how many times Jesus just pointed us to the Father, 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 Father. 108 times. And I felt God say, I, I really need you to get this. That it is destination, Father. And how much Jesus honored and submitted to and served and prayed to the Father. And this is what I'm saying is not necessarily a takeaway. The takeaway today is to get our eyes on the Father. We're, we're a church that strongly and, and thoroughly and rightfully believes about in Christ and Christ in us. Amen? Can I hear an amen to that? And he even talks about it in this passage. But there's something that I don't want us to miss, and I think Father doesn't want us to miss here tonight. So let's go to the book of John, chapter 14. And we're going to start at verse 1. And it says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. What a great way to start, eh? Jesus is talking, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Think about what we talked about this morning, about even in the winter times, and guarding our hearts and minds and stepping towards God. It says, do not, this is really interesting to me, and all we're going to do right now is we're meditating on the Word. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, right? <laughs> now believe in me. And, and I feel the Holy Spirit in context with what He's revealing to me. For us here today and, and just in my life as a prophet, I think he's saying, you believe in God. You believe what God has said in the scriptures, haven't you? You believe that and because this is, you know, you've got the word. You believe what God has said. Now believe what I'm about to say. It's not just believe in me, but believe the words I'm about to bring to you. And he says, my father's house 
has many rooms. Right then, I feel like, hang on, hang on, hang on. You've got distracted, Jesus. You started saying, do not let your heart be. You were talking about me and my heart being troubled, and now you just, you've shifted completely to, now you're talking about something out there in eternity. But I really believe having an eternal focus and a father focus, as you're about to see as we walk through, really probably is the greatest antidote and the greatest empowerment of do not let your hearts be troubled. A shift of focus. You believe in God, now believe in me. My father's house. There's that hill song um, off the, in my father's house. There's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. You know that song? But again, you read it, in my father's house. See, eternity is not just spending eternity with Jesus. He, he's actually starting to just shift our focus here because they're looking to him. Are you the one? Are you the one? He goes, let me just start to talk about the future because this really is talking about eternity as we start to step through John 4. And he goes, let me just get your focus in the right place. My father's house. In my father's house, there are many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there? Where? To my father's house. To prepare a place for you. Just stop before I move on. When, God, when he says my father's house, a lot of people have different opinions of heaven and what it looks like in my father's house. I don't think we can start to articulate what, he, what heaven in specific here, my father's house, will look like from a natural English language perspective. For a start, it's not a physical thing because God is spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we start to think, oh, my father says, oh, what does that look like? Does it look like this? I don't think we have construct and that's not where I'm going with this. But I I just, our, our, our thoughts of eternity, let's not narrow them down to something that we can just articulate and it's a little better than here or a better form or version of here. I want to tell you, it's going to be glorious. But the main reason it's going to be glorious, we're going to be in our Father's house. We're going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. We're going to be with the Holy Spirit. But we're going to be with them both in our Father's house. He said, my Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me. How many people think that's exciting? Come on. I will take you back. Jesus is saying, I'm going to come back. I'm preparing a place. I, I, I find this incredible. He's, he, he created the heavens and the earth and, and all that we've seen in six days. And since he ascended, he's been preparing a place. Come on, how glorious is this going to be? He says, I'm going to take you back to be with me. Sometimes we've got to be careful we don't stop there, full stop there. He says, I'm taking you to be with me that you may also be where I am. Which is where? In my Father's house. We're going to be with my Father. Come on. Oh, come on. I cannot, cannot let myself go for a little bit here. I think, that, I think the Lord Jesus Christ is as excited about as we are called to be about being with the Father for all of eternity. 
He says, in my father's house, we're doing something. I'm going to come back and get you, but I'm not getting you just to be with me. I'm going to get you, going to take you to be with me, and we're then going to back to where I'm, where I'm preparing, as in my father's house. You know the way to the place where I am going. Come on, you got to hear me right now. God, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. It's not you, you, you know the place. This is not, Jesus right here is articulating, not destination Jesus. It's not, you know the way to me. You know, the context is eternity with Father. You know the way to the place where I am going. I'm coming from there. I'm going to take you back to be with me in my Father's house. This is about being with Him forever and ever. Now you know the way. And this is where we pick up, where Thomas said, uh, said to him, but hang on, Lord, well, hold up. And notice his starting point, Lord, supreme in authority, come on. Acknowledgement that you're the Lord. We don't know where you're going. We don't understand how this all looks. We don't understand all the spiritual stuff. We, 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 don't, we don't get it. Isn't it nice for people of God to actually say, I don't get it all? I don't get it all. And he just acknowledged probably what we, what we feel at times. I don't know how it all looks. I don't know where we're going. So how can we know the way? If we don't know what it all looks like, how can we get there? And then is the very famous, often quoted scripture that I think there's even a deeper context that we don't always see. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. We've made that scripture Jesus' destination. Jesus saying, I'm the way, I'm the truth and life. Oh, we just got to come to Jesus. Come to Jesus, we invite people to Jesus because He's the way, the truth. Like it was from Jesus to Jesus. But look at the context. My Father's house, we're preparing. I'm going to come back and I'm going to take you to be there. How do we get there? Well, I am the way to there. I am the truth about there. I am the life of there. And that there is Father. I am the way to the Father because it says I'm the way, the truth and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life is not from Jesus to Jesus. It's from Jesus to Jesus, through Jesus to the Father. Are you okay? No one comes to the Father except through me. I wonder Jesus, not begging in a, in a naturally, carnally speaking way, but I wonder if there's a deep desire of his heart in the body of Christ that they say, please come to me. You cannot get to the Father unless you come through me. You can't go through Muhammad, you can't go through Buddha, you can't go through Krishna, you, you can't go through anyone else. Can I hear an amen to that? A loud amen. But please do not stop. Come with me to the Father because that's where we're going to spend eternity. It says no one can come to the Father except through, through me. How many people know that we often talk about the fact that we as believers are meant to be signposts that point people to God? Do you know that Jesus was a signpost to point us to the Father? And he's saying, no one comes to the Father except through me. He says, if you really know, sorry, if you really know me, this is Jesus talking to those that were walking with him. You will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him. And you have seen him. And then, of course, Philip jumps in and starts to it together. Hang on, uh, Lord. Show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. What's he like? 
And Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Let me stop right there. Jesus is not saying, I am the Father and the Father is me. I believe he's amplifying people saying, what's he, what's he like? We want to see what the Father's like. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, that the Son, Jesus, is the radiance of the Father's glory, the exact representation of his being. What Jesus is saying here is, people are saying, what's the Father like? Exactly like me. Exactly like me. If you've seen me, you've seen him. You've seen me, you've seen him. But in context, and what I feel Father is saying to us today is, but he's also acknowledging over and over again, but I'm not him, I'm the way to him. He's like me, but come with me to him. Because aren't we also called to be in this world, we are like him, Jesus, but we're not Jesus. But we're called to be exactly like him. We're called to be, as, as you're writing Greg, this letter seen and read by all men. We're called to be ones that reflect him accurately. Amen? But we're not him. And people should walk with us towards the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus invites us to walk with him towards his Father. He says, don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? That, that, that's, that, that just, just grabs me right there because don't we talk about the fact that we no longer live but Christ lives in me? That Christ lives in me and I'm in him. The epistles are in Christ, in Christ, in him. Are you with me? So Jesus talks so much about the fact that we're in Christ and Christ is in me. And here Jesus is saying, do you know that I'm actually my father and my father's in me? Everything that Jesus speaks to us that leads us towards him, Jesus speaks about himself towards his father. It's it's glorious. He says, the words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Come on, don't just gloss over this. Jesus saying, I don't just speak this on my own authority. I, I reckon Jesus' authority was pretty good authority. But this is how much he's pointing us to father. He says, rather, it's the Father, it's His authority, and it's Him living in me who is doing His work. How much does this sound like us, church? Come on. Jesus even said in Luke 10, 19, I have given you authority over all the enemy's power. We've got authority. Why? Because Christ is in us, and Christ is doing His work in us. Amen? But Jesus said the same thing about Himself and His Father. I don't come in my authority. This is actually the Father in me, and He's doing His work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father. He's saying it for the second time. And the Father is in me. I need you to get this, says Jesus. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these. 
because I am going to the Father. I've represented him on this earth and I need the representation of the Father to continue on this earth when I go. And then he says this, and I will do whatever you ask in my name. And this is the part that grabbed me. So that, here's the reason why I'll do what you request. So that my Father may be glorified in the Son. Come on, come on. We need to see what God is saying here. Jesus said in John 17 verse 4, when he's praying to the Father, he says, I have brought you glory, Father, by completing what you gave me to do. Jesus ignores that he was not there to bring glory to himself. In fact, he will receive glory from the Father, but he did what God sent him to do. And by doing so, he brought the Father glory. He says, I brought you glory. Come on, please don't let the simplicity of what I'm saying get lost on you. His, his whole thing is it's not about me. I, I brought you glory, Father, by doing what you sent me to do, restoring people to relationship with you. And now it says, so he's, I'm, I'm going to go back to my Father, and I want him to keep on getting glory. I've already brought him glory. But when you press in in faith, And when you approach things from an eternal perspective, from a spiritual perspective, and you ask and you believe, that brings my Father glory because it's honoring what I did when I was here, which was bring Him glory. He says, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. The Son, man, He just loves the Father. He loves the Father. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father. I, I, hang on, we're talking about the Son of God. The Son of God. And even he constantly says, I'm going to ask the Father. I'm going to ask the Father. He goes, I'm not doing it on my own authority. It's the Father doing his work in me. And I'm going to ask him. Can you see how much he's deferring? To his father, how he's setting this up as something that he says, Don't move past this. Come to me, but come with me to the father. The authority comes from him, not from me. The work is from him, not just from me. And he comes here and he says, I will ask the father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, The father is going to send you the Holy Spirit. Because remember, The Father sent Jesus. John 3.16, for God. Who? It was, but who is the God there? It was the Father. For God so loved the world, He sent His Son. That's Father. It wasn't the Son. It wasn't the Holy Spirit. He sent His Son. And now He's saying, you know what? He's going to send the Holy Spirit too. And I'm going to ask on your behalf. But can you even see the submission the humility, I'm going to ask my Father, He's going to send the Holy Spirit to you. And He says, He'll be with you forever. Praise God, praise God, praise God. And the world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him for He lives with you and He will be in you. Talking about the Holy Spirit. And I will not leave you as Orphans, isn't that good news? 
I will come to you. This is about I will come again. I'm not leaving you and that's it. See you later. That's it. That's the end of our relationship, man. No, I'm preparing a place. But remember what it started with? After it said, don't let your heart be troubled. And then he started to download all this stuff about Father and eternity. I'm preparing. I'm going to come and take you and be with me where, where, I, where I will be with forever with my Father. And I'm going to come to you before long. The world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. This is, you'll see me again. Because I live, you will also live. You will have eternal life with me where I am. And on that day, on that day where I come again, you will realize, listen to this, this you will realize, come on, there's something I need you to, you, you, you're not going to fully get this until I come again. But he's giving us a snippet here right now. You will realize that I'm actually in my Father. Remember he said this earlier two times. I'm in my Father, my Father's in me. But look at what he says. I, this is the Son, I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. But where is he? In the Father. This is not semantics. I think he really is saying, you get, please, please. Get a revelation of the truth that Christ is in me and I'm in Christ. But get a, go with that into the deeper thing that I'm in Christ and Christ is in me. Praise God, praise God. But the destination, we're both in the Father together. And that's what it's going to be forever and ever and ever. On that day, you'll realize this. This whole time that you've been in me, we've been together in the Father. That's awesome. I am in my Father. You're in me, and I'm in you, but we're both in the Father. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me. This is the son talking. Oh, man, God help me. Just The one who loves me because we're made all about loving Jesus, will be loved by my Father. And I too will love them and show myself to them. I don't know how you read that, but this is, I'm just telling you, all I'm doing is telling you my, what Father's doing to me. Is that, is that okay? He goes, man, it, oh, you love me? That's awesome. And I'm going to love you back, says Jesus. Come on, he is, he's, he's glorious, isn't he? But I think even here we're missing it. He's saying, the one who loves me, you'll be loved by my Father. This is the greatest thing. And I too will love them. It's, I, I read this. Like, you don't understand. You think me loving you is awesome? You're going to be loved by my Father. I mean, I love you too, but that's nothing compared to my Father loving you. I show myself to you. So that you can know what the Father's like. You know the reason the Son shows Himself to us? So that we can see what the Father's like. Not so that we can stop at Him, but we can go with Him to the Father. Because that's what eternal life is. Being with the Father. With the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. 
There's another thing I see through here a few times. Come on, if you love me, do what I say. We can't separate this. Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them. Why, why, why isn't he just, come on, he is, he's the son of, why don't you say, anyone who loves me will obey my teachings and, and I'll love them. He keeps on saying, I, I, I got to keep on pointing you to the destination here. If you do, if you love me, you'll do what I say. But the greatest thing is not just that I love you, but my father will love you. And we will come to them and make our home with them. This is an eternal thing. This place that Father is preparing and Jesus is preparing forever and ever and ever. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. It's interesting, even as I'm reading this, Jesus is talking so much about his teaching and following him and obeying him. But in the context of that, he's constantly talking about the love of the Father, the authority of the Father, the will of the Father, the work of the Father. These words you hear are not my own. I, I, hang on, I thought that he was the truth. I thought that he was, I thought it was all truth that he says. Absolutely. But the words you hear, they're not originate from me. They belong to the Father who sent me. I just don't want you to miss how simple, I'm not here to, I'm just here to tell you what the Word says. The Word being Jesus. The Word says, um, anything you hear from me didn't originate from me, it originated from my Father. In fact, the reason I'm here right now with you is not because I chose to come, but my Father chose to send me. The Father is the destination. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send. <laughs> okay, get the message, Lord. You, you, you're trying to speak to us here. Who will send in my name, will teach you all things, and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Not just about the here and now, but the eternal and the Father. And then he says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Has anyone heard that verse before? But man, we've got to get the context here. I do not give it to you as the world gives it. This is not a natural peace that is based on your outcome and circumstance changing. So do not let your heart be troubled. Do not be afraid. What's that? That's verse 1 again. So we're starting with, do not let your heart be troubled. Oh, great, you're going to talk about my difficulties. No, no, do you believe in God? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, now believe what I'm about to say. And we start to talk about my father's house in there. I'm preparing a place. I'm going to take you back to be with him. But even on this, while we're down here, you need to understand that I'm in my father. You're in me. I'm in you. But we're in the father together. And I'm under his authority. I'm under his command. I do what he says. This is about the father. In fact, I'm the way to him. I'm the truth about him. I'm the life of him. This is all about the father being with him forever and ever and ever and and if that becomes your focus and your shift, my gosh, eternity with Father, he says, that's the peace I'll leave with you. That's the peace I'll give you. An eternal 
focus. Eternity with Father. You heard me say, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father. Not to heaven. I'm going to the Father. I just feel a real anointing right now, just how much the son was just so looking forward to going back to his father. Because remember, he had spent eternity with him before he came and humbled himself and became a man. He knew what that glory was like. I'm going back to my father. You have no idea what this, but on that day, you will realize. I'm having a moment right now, Jay. On that day, you will realize what it is. Come on, on that day when I come again and take you to be with my father, you're going to realize what this is actually all about. Because I've just spent eternity with him and I can't wait to get back to him. But I'm not going to go there forever and leave you. I'm going to come back and get you. Not just to be with me, not just to be with the Holy Spirit, but to be with us, with the Father. If you love me, you would be glad I'm going to the Father. And here's the part that just, come on, if you want more evidence, for the Father is greater than I. Hang on, I thought you were equal. We've got so much to learn from the Lord Jesus Christ, not just from him, about him, to him, but from him, about the Father, to the Father. Are you hearing my heart tonight? Are you hearing Father's heart? Let's just come to the Lord Jesus Christ, but let's go with him to the Father. When we pray, let's pray our Father in heaven. Let's honor the name of the Father as well as the Son. God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it's done in heaven. I wonder if the Lord Jesus Christ coming to earth as a result of God loved the world so much he sent his son was his kingdom coming and his will being done on earth. I wonder if Jesus coming was a manifestation even of that. Does that make sense? Let your kingdom come. What's the kingdom? Basilia, authority to rule over. Do you think that Jesus carried authority to rule over? Let your kingdom, let your authority come to earth. Didn't that happen when Jesus came? Let your will be done on earth. Didn't he say, I, I brought you glory by doing all that you gave me to do? Didn't he say in Luke twenty two forty two, not my will, your will be done? Because your will, even that, Jesus, not my will, let your will, let your will be done on earth. He was a manifestation of that prayer. And now he's inviting us to pray the same way. Father, even like you sent your son to be the authority and, and to be the will of God on this earth, would you, would you do that in me and through me before your glory? Jesus says, if you ask for this in my name, I'm going to do it. Not that, not that you will be glorified. Come on, us people. But not even just so that Jesus will be glorified because he's already been glorified by doing what God gave him to do. He says, so that my father may be glorified. By us embracing and stepping into the same things that Jesus did. For the Father is greater than I am. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you. I reckon their heads were spinning at the stage. Maybe yours is too. 
He says, I will not say much more to you. For the prince of this world is coming, and you need to understand he has no hold over me. But he comes so that the world may learn that I love my Father. And I, the Son of God, the eternal Word made flesh, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the King, come on, the Savior, I do exactly what my Father has commanded me to do. I reckon if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for us. And he says, now, come now, let us leave. You read through, I encourage you to meditate on chapter 15, chapter 16, chapter 17 as well. It's interesting in John 17 when Jesus prays to the Father, prays to the disciples and prays for all believers. There's only 20, um, 26 verses and it mentions the Father 57 times just in that one I just want to encourage you here tonight. L- l- let me read this statement and then, I, and then I'll pray. And I believe the role of Jesus' church, the privilege, the role, the purpose for us is to be personally connected with the Father. That's what I believe. And to connect other people with the Father. Through the Son. By the Holy Spirit. But with the Father. Let me just speak for a couple of moments as I feel prompted and let me lean in. And I pray you have not received from me a dishonoring of the Lord Jesus Christ or the Holy Spirit. In fact, I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit are most honored and pleased because... If you meditate on what we just have, their constant focus was to point people to the Father, to the Father, on the way to Him. You can't come to Him unless you come through me. So please, come through me, but come with me to Him. It's His house. The, the, the model of the submission of the Lord Jesus Christ to the Father is glorious for us. And I want to declare to you that eternal life is in the Son. He who has the Son has life. Is that what your Bible says? But the joy of that eternal life, for the joy set before him, he's now sitting down at the right hand of the Father. He's with the Father. This eternal life is in the Son, but is with the Father forever and ever and ever and ever. You might say, what do I do with this, Steve? This is, I don't know. I don't want to, but that's not in a negative way. I don't want to somehow in a human way say that, therefore, X, Y, Z. I just want to place before you Father. When you leave, I want you to think about Father. And not just now, but also eternity with Father. The fact that the Jesus said, for the joy set before me. Come on, I'm going to be with my Father again. I know how glorious that is. And I'm going to come back and get you and take me. You have no idea. It's like someone... It's not like this at all. In fact, it's a terrible example, but it's the best I got. Because, but, but let it be an example because we can't use human words to describe how glorious this is going to be. We can't. But it's like someone, everyone, child growing up thinks, man, I've heard that Disneyland is just awesome. And someone says, I've been to Disneyland, and they're talking about this. It's awesome. And he goes, I'm going to come back and take you and 
going to take you to Disneyland with me. And we think, that's wonderful. You can hear about it, but you're going to take me to be there. And someone that's been says, it's, it's glorious. As I was saying, it's a terrible example. But you take the best human example you can get, and it's terrible. It, it, it just doesn't scrape the surface. This is Jesus saying, I'm not just talking something theory here. I've been with him forever and ever and ever. And it is glorious beyond measure. And I want you to come and be with him. But don't wait until you get to the other side of the grave to think about the Father. Don't, 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 don't. Don't just, man, just worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Honor him. Worship the Holy Spirit and honor him. But honor them both by also communing with, walking with the Father now. When you pray, come on, our Father. Father. Even there, the invitation of Jesus to step into this. Doesn't the Bible say we are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ? Is that what your Bible says? Doesn't the Bible say that he is the firstborn among many brothers and sisters? Come on, this is an invitation with him to come to the Father, to receive from the, the glorious inheritance. It's in Christ, but it's from the Father, isn't it? Doesn't it say we're heirs of the Father? Co-heirs with Christ, participants in common. Because remember, he put aside his divinity, stepped down into humanity, and he did it all in the, just what the Father gave him through the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, this is glorious, glorious, glorious. Now it's in me and I'm in you. But we're both in the Father. Father, Father, Father. I encourage you, when you lay down on your bed tonight, why don't you just start saying Father. Some people say, count sheep, just start to say Father, Father. Think about him. When you get up in the morning and you go, but... I don't want to add, I want to go beyond. When you read the Gospels, when you read the Word, and don't get me wrong, don't, don't get what I'm not saying here today. Don't Please don't get what I'm not saying. You guys know me long enough and trust my heart. Jesus even says, it says about the, Jesus in the, in, in the epistles, it says that you think that by studying the Scriptures and doing what the, the Scriptures say, you have eternal life by what you do. He goes, no, you missed the whole point. The, the whole point of the Scriptures is actually to reveal Jesus, and life is in Jesus. It's not in the Scriptures. It's not in what you do. It's in Jesus. I'm not diminishing that. I'm going, amen, 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 amen. Read the Scriptures. Come to Jesus. Have a revelation of him. But allow it to be a conscious in our thoughts that as I have my breath taken away by the beauty of who the Son of God is and I get deeper revelation, that I also say, this is a reflection of what my Father's like. Father, this is what you're like. Father, you're a 70 times 7. You're a patient. You're a kind. You're a loving Father. You're a loving father. Next time you're going, you're overwhelmed by what Jesus did. Go with that and with Jesus and thank the father. Just get father coming out of your lips a little bit more. Think about him. 
Father. Heavenly Father. So Father, right now, in this moment as we just finish here, we pray, give us a greater revelation of who you are. That's it. Father, Father, teach us to walk with you. Teach us to walk with you. We know the word says those that live by the Spirit keep in step with the Spirit. We know the word says that I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. But Lord, while walking with the Lord Jesus Christ and while walking with the Holy Spirit, would you teach us, just teach us to a whole new level of what it is to walk with the Father. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, mighty name. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. We honor the name of the Holy Spirit. We honor the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But right now we say, Hallowed be your name, Father. Hallowed be your name, Father. Hallowed be your name. Father, would you let your kingdom come? As the Lord Jesus says, I don't do this on my own authority. This is the Father's authority which is what kingdom is. Father, we're saying, would you let your authority come in our lives? Would you let your will be done in our lives? And would you do it all so that you will be glorified in the Son? Father, we love you. We, Father, we love you. We love you, Father. Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Father, for many in this room, we've had a revelation of Jesus as Savior, Jesus as King. Maybe for some, we've had a revelation of Jesus as Lord, and I go, thank you, Father, thank you, Father, thank you, Father. But Lord, would you add to that and we through that and overshadow that and complete that and all of that with a deeper revelation of you as Father, Father. Father, we thank you that we get to spend eternity with you, Father, with the Lord Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. But Lord, would you take our friendship, relationship with the Father to a whole new level in these days. We ask this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I want to encourage you this week. I want to encourage you this week to sit in, saturate in, meditate on John 14, 15, 16, and 17 with one focus. Look for what Jesus says about the Father. Just meditate on it. Just think about the Father. Because I believe that's the desire of the Son's heart. I want you to think about the Father. Is that cool? Praise God. God bless you guys. Thanks for having me yet again. And um, and uh, 
I just release God's favor, goodness, and blessing upon you. Keep on loving each other. Keep on walking forward. Enjoy the journey. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more content, head to our website, davidmccracken.org.